welcome to Nightcaller's Bigfoot Radio. It is January 19th, 2020, and you're here with both of your hosts tonight, Lauren Smith and Dustin Clark. How are you doing tonight, Dustin? I am doing awesome. How are you doing, Lauren? Doing well. Our listeners get two shows in one week. How exciting is that? Oh, lucky them. <laughs> <laughs> Except Wednesday we won't have a show. Um, yeah, it'll be all right. Yeah, it'll be all right. Oh, man. So how was your weekend? Uh, My weekend wasn't too bad. I got a lot of work done around the house, and uh, I had to uh, print up some legal papers for this uh, new business that I'm going to be working on, and uh, then I had to watch my one-year-old nephew today and. He was actually a pretty good little one-year-old, so it was, it was pretty easy. <laughs> yeah. So how was yeah. your weekend, oh, that Lauren? sounds good. <laughs> um, it was good. It was good. I So I don't know if um, everybody's probably seen Facebook by now, but I um, did a solo camp out, like I mentioned on the last show. And um, so Saturday I left home and drove to my spot. Um, I could see the water was already right, like really going. And so I parked and hiked down to the creek where I'd normally cross to go to the spot I wanted to get to. And it was raging river, so there was no cross in that spot. Um, So I hiked back to the car, loaded up my dog, and drove across the bridge to another spot and decided I was going to camp up on this ridge. And so um, we, uh, JD and I got, um, got out of there, hiked up a ridge. Um, Hold on a second. Oh, um, hiked up a ridge, hiked up another ridge, uh, just went, way back in there it was so wonderful we were um you know just really enjoying it um just uh, it was great I took lots of pictures I you know sat down on a rock to catch my breath because I'm out of shape and um (laughs) I anyway I got way back in there and I decided that I kind of wanted since it was my first solo I kind of wanted to camp back towards the car a little bit so I backtracked back and um, found a good place behind these rocks. It was like on the second ridge up. And so I found a good place behind these rocks. It was a windbreak. Set up my camp. Had dinner. Um, got me a little fire going. You know, just kind of looked around a little bit. Waited for dark. Um, and I, you know, hadn't heard anything. And then darkness fell. Darkness. And... um I could not keep the fire going because all the wood was wet. It's been raining here for days. And so I could not keep the fire going. And so finally I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go to bed. Well, I'm standing there right at my backpack, between my backpack and the tent. And I had my phone out. I was, you know, trying to send texts and say, hey, heading to bed. So, you know, if I don't answer, don't freak out type of thing. And I didn't have hardly any signal. And something landed right next to me. Um, and I don't know what it was, but there's no, not really any 
um, nut trees around there. So um, I look down and there's a stone and I'm like, okay. I'm like, was that already there or did that get thrown at me? So I'm just standing there kind of like when it hit, I looked down at it and then I looked up at the tree above me um, because, you know, I don't want to die by death from above. And um, I looked up at the tree above me and there were, you know, the wind wasn't blowing, the branches weren't moving, there was nothing up there. And I'm like, okay, so that's fine. Kind of hung out for a minute, seeing if anything else would happen and nothing happened. And I was like, okay, I'm going to bed. Like I'm cold, you know, like I'm just going to go lay down and listen. So I go get in bed with me and my dog and we're snuggled up. We're warm. We're good. And then I, he would alert. So he silently, you know, just like he'll poke his head up and just kind of, you know, move around a little bit whenever he hears something. And so a couple times he alerted and then a few minutes later I'd hear footsteps. And so there was something walking around camp, like around on the grass, on the leaves and stuff. And I was like, okay, you know, just listening and it would go away. So, you know, I didn't do anything about it. Oh, I set my recorder out before I went to bed. Um, so I could pick up something anyway. So then um, he and I are snuggling and then about, I, I kept hearing coyotes all night. Um, didn't really hear too much else out there. And then, and then about 12 or one o'clock at night, um, I hear like a whoop or a howl. I'm not sure it was, it woke me out of a dead sleep and I woke up and just heard this really loud. It didn't sound like a coyote at all. It was really weird. It was like, I don't know, a whale. I don't, it was creepy. Anyway, I heard that, and then the coyote started up right afterwards. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. So I'm laying there, and I'm all giddy, you know. I'm like, yeah, I hope my recorder's still on. That's great, you know. And I'm excited. took me a little bit to go back to sleep after that. All in all, I was just really enjoying myself being out there alone. It was so great. Like, I was already planning the next solo. I was excited. And then – um go back to sleep and I wake up to JD barking and just bark, 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 growl. And I'm like, okay, shh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Cause he never barks. And right as he growls, I hear something run away from the camp. And I don't, it's probably a raccoon or a bear or something like that. But um, whatever it was, was in camp when he barked at it and it ran away. Um, so I got to listen to my audio and see if I can um, hear what that was sniffing around. Anyway, so that was pretty exciting. I heard a couple tree knocks throughout the night. Um, so I was like pretty excited about that. And then I go back to sleep and then around 4 a.m. I wake up. I'm rudely awakened out of a deep sleep and I hear what I thought was a gunshot. And I'd heard a truck pull in, I was, you know, just kind of heard, I don't, I heard a vehicle, but I thought it was coming down that road. And I was like, okay, um, you know, it's kind of really like the middle of the night, but hopefully they won't bother me. Well, then I heard the gunshot. And so I got, I started getting a little nervous. So I was like, okay, um, idiots with guns. And then I hear a car horn long and loud, like someone's laying on it. And then I hear three more gunshots 
And then I heard, and so I'm laying there like, okay, let's just, you know, I didn't know if there was a wreck. I didn't know what was going on. When I heard the initial gunshot, I thought, because what it sounded like was when a tree snaps and falls over, that's what it all sounded Mm. like. It sounded like a tree popping and then crashing to the ground. But that's not what it was, apparently. I found out later what it was. So that's what I heard. So I'm like, what is going on? You know, like I'm half asleep. Like I'm alert, but I'm still kind of like not thinking too clearly. And so I had the weirdest like situations going through my head. You know, at first I was like, man, what if somebody wrecked into a tree and they're laying on the horn and that's what I heard. And then I hear the gunshot and I'm like, oh no, that's not what that was. Okay. Um, And then I was like, man, what if, you know, they're shooting at Bigfoot. I don't know. Like I was spinning out of control because I was half asleep. (laughs) Anyway, so then I'm laying there and I'm trying to control my dog. He's not barking or anything, but he's lunging. He's trying to get out of the hammock so he can go look. And he's softly whining. I mean, very soft. And so I'm holding him and I'm squeezing him because he keeps lunging and moving. And I'm trying to be quiet. And then I hear what sounds like someone popping a tire, like flashing a tire. And at that moment, I realized, oh, my God, they're vandalizing my car, which is down the two ridges below me on the road. And I'm like, oh, no, oh, no, my car, my car. And I'm like, okay, well, I'll just lay here and be real quiet. Maybe they'll finish with my car and they'll leave. And then at daybreak, I can go down and check my car and then hike up to the road and call my husband and let him know we're getting a new car because this one's totaled or whatever's going to happen. And um, so I'm laying there and then I hear walking. So they're walking down in the brush down there. And I that's when I really got scared because, I was terrified that they had, um, that they were done with the car and they were looking for the owner of the car to mess with. And so I got really scared at that time. And the whole time I was laying there trying to wait them out, just trying to wait until they, you know, went away and just left me alone. The whole time I was praying, just please leave me alone. Please just, you know, do whatever to my car and then leave. Just leave me alone. Don't let them come up here my camp was really well hidden behind the rocks. And so I, I wasn't worried about any bullets hitting me up there because I was inaccessible, but I was scared that they were going to hike up the ridge and find me. I was hard to find, but I was scared that they knew the ridge and that they would come find me. And um, anyway, so I got my phone and I only had like 10 to 20% battery And, um, anyway, so I only had like 10 to 20% battery and I had turned it off the rest of the night and I had, um, I turned, I powered it on under my sleeping bag because I didn't want any light to show. And I was shaking so hard. I could barely hold the button and I'm holding JD at the same time because I don't want him to try to get out and start shaking and rattling his tags and all kinds of, you know, and so, The phone comes on, powers up finally. I have 3G, like it's 3G, three bars of 3G. And I'm like, oh, no, that's not going to send. Oh, no. So I shoot a text off to my friend DW. And I'm like, okay, so I think somebody's vandalizing my car. Um, I've heard gunshots. I've heard a longhorn. I've heard a tire being punctured. I said, um, idiots at 4 a.m. with guns is not really a good thing ever. I said, so... I said, I'm 
pretty freaking scared right now. I was like, can you do me a favor and call the sheriff's department and have them come out and look? I said, because I'm, I'm freaking out right now. And, um, and it took me a long time to, to send that, or not to send the text, but to get to that point. And um, I'd rather be a pain in the butt than be dead is what I decided. So sent the text and immediately it's read. It shows a read receipt. And I'm like, oh my God, it went through and he saw it. And I'm like, so happy. And he texts back and he's like, okay. He said, I got a hold of sheriff's department. And um, he's like, I'm on my way too. Well, I know that he's about 30 minutes away and the sheriff's department probably is too. And I'm like, man, it's about to be the longest 30 minutes of my life. So I put my boots or I kind of leaned up and grabbed my boots and slid them onto my sleeping bag and then just sat there with them. And I had my gun and my dog and everything. And, um, he said, dispatch, I got finally got a hold of dispatch. They're going to call you. Well, they had called, but I didn't answer because I was too scared to talk. Like, I was too scared to make noise. Because if I can hear them walking around in the brush down there, they could probably hear me talking. So I didn't answer. I declined the call because, man, I ain't trying to let them know I'm up there. And anyway, so I tell him that. And um, I'm ready. Like, if I hear footsteps or lights bobbing towards my encampment, um, I was ready to put my shoes on, grab my dog, slip away behind some rocks and, you know, defend myself. But I wasn't going to be a sitting duck in that camp. I was, I was terrified. Anyway, so I'm laying there just like convulsing. I was shaking so hard. I have, I cannot think of another time I've been that scared in my life. I was so scared. And, um, I hear some vehicles come in and I didn't hear anything else out of them. Like all was quiet. Um, my dog started snoring. He was fine. And it all calmed down. I never heard them leave. And then I hear some vehicles pull in and he texts me and he said, Hey, the deputies are there. They need you to come down. So I grabbed JD, grab my gun, grab my recorder, and then turn on my headlamp and start hiking down. Um, I held my dog the whole way because I was scared he was going to run up and they were going to shoot him or something. I don't know. And, um, Anyway, so I hiked down, and they had their the lights on, and I guess they had said, they had told him, um, you stay up here on the road, and he's like, well, she's my friend, and I, he said, unless y'all turn your lights on, she ain't going to come out, because she doesn't know it's y'all, and so they turned their lights on for me, and so they pulled up closer to where I was coming out of the woods, and they said, well, um, a car was vandalized, you were right, but it wasn't your car. Somebody set a car over on fire over here, um, and it's burning pretty good. And um, and so I was like, okay. And he said, what did you hear? And I said, well, I heard gunshots. I said, I heard a horn. I heard what I thought was a tire being slashed. I said, um, I said I got it all on audio. And he looked, and the other guy looked at me and said, you got it on video? And I was like, no, audio. And he just kind of looked at me weird, like. Why? And it's, I'm not going to be like, oh, I'm a Bigfoot researcher. You know, I was like, just kind of looked away. I was like, and I have a gun. I said, so, you know, I, I, I was ready to defend myself, but I really wanted y'all out here to, you know, see if y'all could catch them or whatever. I said, because I didn't know if they were gone or not. And they're like, that's fine. You know, just uh, you, you run your own risk when you park out here. And I'm like, okay, thank you. Anyway, so <laughs> they, um, they loaded up and left. They didn't, you know, they didn't stay very long. They loaded up and left. And uh, I don't know if if they, you know, looked in the car to see if there was anything in the car, anybody in the car. I don't know. Um, 
Anyway, so then uh, DW came down there, and I told him, I said, you know, one day I'm going to not be a pain in the ass. I said, but today is not that day. <laughs> and he's like, oh, it's fine. <laughs> he said, uh, he said, I'm just really glad that you're okay, your car's okay. He's like, I'm really sorry all this happened. I was like, well, it's not your fault. I said, you know, I I was out here. I said, of course, this happens to me. Um, so he he said he wanted to stay till uh, daybreak just, before I went back up to camp just to make sure everything was okay. And so we sat and I played, I actually pulled out my recorder and found the spot and played it for him. And um, you can hear all of it. And uh, I mean, it, I don't know. So after listening to it, after I've calmed down a little bit and letting others listen to it, I, I think maybe um, that the initial shot that I heard was either a gunshot or the glass breaking from the fire. And then the other shots are either gunshots or there was ammo rolling around in the truck and it, you know, they exploded. But I don't know, it was, it was terrifying. But what's interesting was whenever the initial pop happened that I thought was the first gunshot, I heard scrambling through the woods coming towards me. And I don't know if that was the, the you know, degens. Um, scrambling back from the explosion or if there was something watching them that took off running, like wildlife or something. Anyway, so that was that was my weekend and so I, um, you know, DW left and so I went and got in my car and locked the doors and turned on the heater and I was just hanging out for a little bit longer for it to get a little bit lighter and I fell asleep for an hour <laughs> with my dog <laughs> curled up in the corner of my back seat. Oh, it was pretty pitiful. Um, and then hiked up, broke camp, and came back down. Uh, drove by the car, took some pictures. They're on my Facebook. It was, uh, you know, but other than that, it was a great weekend. Like, it was it was beautiful and serene and peaceful. I had the best time. I really did. I was already planning my other adventures. I was so excited. Um all the wildlife stuff that happened, you know, I was excited about it. I wasn't really scared, but the humans came and ruined it for me. Like humans are terrifying. Um, but anyway, I'm excited to listen to the audio, see what I got on there. And uh, I don't know, I, I but I, I kind of decided I'm probably not going to go back out solo for a while. Uh, keep doing the buddy system because that was an awful feeling laying there in my hammock, just shaking, you know, cause I just didn't know mm-hmm. what they were going to do. People are so unpredictable and terrifying and, um, you know, whether it was glass exploding or whatever, um, it sounded like bullets and that scared the crap out of me because, you know, idiots with guns are never a good thing. And, um, yeah, yeah it was, it was, it was pretty scary. Um, probably could have gone my whole life without that happening. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Dustin's theory is that there was a body in there and they were burning the body to disguise the evidence and <laughs> what the person fled on foot seeking a new identity <laughs> that is not what i said i That's said there's a possibility no i said what if the person that did you it did not no, say what committed if. a homicide nope if what if the person committed a homicide and then drove out there burnt the car down and just went trekking through the woods <laughs> just to 
Oh my god, that's terrifying. Well, that's I way mean, worse than my. You never heard him leave. You never heard him leave. I really didn't. I didn't hear him leave. I think they parked up on the road, and after they were done burning the car, they walked up the road and hopped. I, I think they must have had a Prius or something because it was just quiet. I didn't really hear him leave. Um, but anyway, so I get home. I told my husband about it. He was pretty chill about it, you know, because I'm fine. So why freak out? Um, anyway, so we were making dinner. I just got to tell this funny thing, and then we're going to bring on our guests. But we were making dinner, and he had microwave. He had microwaved some rice, and he pulls out the Tupperware container, puts the lid back on it, and goes to shake it up, and the lid, you know, when steam, it pops the lid off, and when it popped, I ducked and covered, <laughs> and he looked at me, and I, he goes, are you okay? I was like, I'm sorry, I have PTSD. I'm like, I thought I was being shot at. Oh, my gosh. He starts, I mean, I'm just cracking up at this point because I, it was a natural reflex. My heart was beating all fast, and... I was freaking out. Yeah, it was – anyway, so probably going to be with me for a while. Um, <laughs> that feeling, even listening to the audio, I was kind of – I could just feel that um, – I could feel that feeling, you know. But anyway, I'm excited to go back and listen to my audio before all that happened and see um, what I can get off of those footsteps and that vocal and the tree knocks that I heard. So – I'm pretty excited about that, and I'll report back. I'll put it on the Night Colors page once I get it all sorted out. Sweet. Okay. Anyway, so we're going to bring our guest on. Um, mm-hmm. So our guest is Shelly Alston. She's an Arkansas researcher. She's part of the SBA. Um, she's a really great lady. I've had a chance to research with her. She's very, very thorough, and she's had a pretty exciting history. So, um can't wait to bring her on. Hold on just a second. All right. Shelly, is that you? Hold on. Yep. Shelly, is that you? I'm here. Hi, hey, Shelly. How are you, you doing? Me? I'm good, Lauren. How are you? Doing great. Doing great. Really glad to have you on tonight. Well, I'm great Great to be on. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a pleasure. It's an honor. Thank you for inviting me. <laughs> no problem. Uh, we are so excited to start talking about all the stuff that you listed in your bio um i guess i hadn't heard some of this from dustin and so it was news to me and i'm i'm excited to cover it so um <laughs> so thank you again for coming on and um i didn't know if you wanted to talk about the um the festival that's happening in mina before you go into your stuff oh yeah um in the last weekend of September, we're going to be having the Washita Bigfoot Festival and Conference, and I'm really excited awesome. about that. Um, uh, I worked in trade shows, conventions, fairs, a lot of uh, college football, you know, lots of sports, and, and did some stuff with ESPN. I uh, did that for about 17 years, and people say, hey, you know, you need, you need to put on a, a Bigfoot Festival, and so I've been saying that for about, I don't know, five or six years. And so finally it's like, okay, yeah, I'll do it. Enough people have told me, said, you know, you, you need to do this. So I'm like, mm-hmm. so we're, uh, we're going to awesome. plan it. Of course, you know, you know, and there's two other conferences and festivals that will be, you know, shortly after. I think there's there's one in uh, mm-hmm. Honubi, Oklahoma. Um, that's yeah. a big mm-hmm. one. Um, and that's about an hour or so, hour and a half from here. 
And then shortly after that one, there's the Texas conference. So it's like a whole season of Bigfoot conferences. And I'm excited that uh, we get to be a part of that. Um, so, but we're going to have, uh, you know, vendors um, uh, camping on site uh, with nighttime storytelling. We'll have, you know, a guest each night. And then uh, uh, members of the public, you know, the camping uh, groups can get up and, and talk about their experiences. Uh, then we'll have conferences during the day with some speakers, and I don't have everything confirmed on that, but there's going to be some uh, really good names there that we all know. Um, uh, of course, you know, all the vendors, games, stuff for kids. Uh, we're going to be taking groups out in the woods, showing them some actual Bigfoot activity with uh, different signs that they leave behind. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. That's awesome. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Very excited to uh, – I'm, I'm definitely planning on going, and I'm excited to promote that um, for mm. you. That's awesome. <clears throat> That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah, come on up. We'd love to have you. Yeah. And yeah. once it gets a little closer to time and you have all the speakers and everything that you're ready to advertise everything, you can come back on the show and we can do a, a, a little advertisement for you on, on the show. Oh, that'd be awesome. Well, thank you. Appreciate that very much. Mm-hmm. No problem. All righty. So uh, let's get started. Um, so I know the your land has been in your family for quite a long time. Yeah, 1897. Um, 1897? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Who, who is the first person to... Uh, see something out there um reportedly i mean anybody that talked about it was me Mm -hmm. um you know my grandpa he was never to talk about such things you know if he if he saw it you know all day long he he wasn't going to come home and and talk about it that's just not something he did uh he's you know pretty quiet guy um it was when i was 11 years old I had walked down the driveway. We've got a, our driveway is about a quarter of a mile long. Uh, there was a culvert that runs under the road, and uh, the day before, the, do- the dogs had chased a rabbit into this culvert. And so the next day, you know, I'm going to see if the rabbit's still there, like it's still there, right? Uh, as I bent over to look into this culvert, I heard like a limb crashing to the ground, breaking off a tree and crashing. I looked up, and about a hundred, hundred yards away, maybe. Uh, there at the edge of the tree line, uh, it was a Bigfoot, and, you know, wasn't a bear. I don't know what bears look like. I've been to zoos, seen them on TV, seen them in books, some friends had a bear. Um, you know, I, I know what bears look like. Um, yeah. But it was about eight feet tall, maybe more than that, no more than nine. Um, and it was standing there. Its body was facing me. Um, and the left hand was reaching up where it had just broken this limb off the tree, so where the limb was on the tree, um, and it was looking at that at its hand, so its head was turned sideways. It had a flat face, not a snout like a bear. Uh, its body was more proportionate to human, even than ape, you know, when bears or apes, you know, stand up there with, like, really short legs. Um, mm. And so this, you know, this had more proportionate to human, but still little towards the ape proportion with the length of the legs, and the arms were a lot longer. Um, than what humans would would have been. Um, it was really d- dark brown to black. Um, 
I didn't stay around and examine anything else. I turned around and ran to the house as fast as I could. I don't know if I yelled out or not. I know when I got to the yard, I was yelling, you know, Bigfoot, it's a Bigfoot, it's a Bigfoot. And, and by the time, you know, I looked back and everybody's coming out of the house and uh, it's gone. And, it, you know, I'm sure it heard me yelling like, oh, crap, the kid has seen me. Everybody's going to come out. But um, and I never saw it again after that. Um and I went all over this farm where there was 350 acres, 400 acres, something like that. Um, and it's about a mile from one end of the property to the other. I'd go over by the creek, and nobody knew where I was. You know, I'd just take off and leave, you know, leave the house and no telling where I was. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like Bigfoot Central over there. Um, I'd climb up on the bluff, uh, you know, by the, the creek, woods, wherever. Nobody knew where I was. And yeah, um, I'm sure I made a lot of noise running quickly through the, the leaves and climbing the, the hills and stuff, but I'd, I don't think I was ever still enough to ever hear it move through the woods, you know, to hear anything. Um, I wish I had that much energy today. Um, but I did see stuff, you know, little logs that had been moved. Yeah, I noticed that or little stuff broken and, and bent over. Um, and then... Uh, then I became a teenager, and I was more interested in cruising Main Street, going to the mall, <laughs> that sort of thing. So, so you know, going out in the woods and, and uh, seeing Bigfoot, I, it just uh, that wasn't going to happen at at the mall. Yeah. <laughs> um, then um, you know, later at high school, um, I'll, you know, get married, move away. I was moved away for eighteen years. Um, my, the year before I moved back home, um, this was my, my next experience um, in 2007. And I was living in Columbus, Ohio at the time. A lot of city lights. You can't see the stars. Um, so when I came back, of course, there's no light pollution. Um, when I got to the, uh, the end of the driveway up by the mailbox, I, I stopped the van and... Um, I had a like, Chrysler minivan. I was a soccer mom, you know. Um, but there's these tall weeds that I stopped it by. And they were like, I think they're called goldenrods. But these are about eight or nine feet. And they were so tall, they were kind of drooped over. So between the trunk of those weeds and my van, is like a tunnel. Um, but, you know, a five-foot-eight person could walk under and not touch any, uh, you know, of the plant or the van whatsoever. You know, it was just large. They were huge. Um, so I'm got the window partially down, and I'm looking up at the stars. I'm just like, my God, this is beautiful. Beautiful. I haven't seen these in years. And I've got the engine off and stuff. And so while I'm there looking, I hear something walking, and it is coming up behind my van on the side next to those weeds, and it's hitting the weeds. I know it's big. I know it's not a dog. Um, um, I didn't stay around to see what it was. I quickly leaned over to the right away from the window, which was about halfway down, started the van, uh, put it in drive, and hauled butt up the road, then turned my headlights on. And I knew it was Bigfoot. I mean, who's going to be there? Because there's, like, no other houses around. And uh, then I went on to town, you know, to run my errand, and then uh, 
uh, came back. I, I didn't see anything. I didn't get out to look for tracks or anything like that. I was still a little shaken up. Um, um, then I'm, I'm trying to think when. I guess the next sighting would have been a few years later, but uh, the next year I moved back, and, you know, there was stuff moved around, you know, like a flower pot would be moved or these mineral tubs, uh, or, you know, or sometimes they'd be gone. It's not like things of value that people would be, you know, coming along and, and stealing. You know, these things, they're just gone. It's like, where did these go? Or, you know, maybe we'd find them, you know, another part of the property. It's like, that's strange. Um, we did have a dog that would go off hunting, walker, hound, she would, you know, chase deer, coyote, what have you. Uh, something scared the heck out of her, and she did not want to leave the house. She would not leave the house without us with her. Uh, one time we drove over to the north part of the property, and then uh, we're, we're in the pickup, and then as we're coming back, she she didn't notice that we were leaving. All of a sudden she turns around, oh, my God, they're gone, you know. So she comes running as fast as she can. She's looking over her left shoulder and right shoulder, and, you know, she just and then keeps looking back you know, to make sure there's nothing after her. Uh, and at that time, like, well, I guess she's seen Bigfoot. You know, scared the heck out of her. She doesn't want to go over there anymore. Um, let's see. The next time, let's see. When I saw, oh, it was Gregory, my son. And that was in 2013, I believe. We had a, a major flood. I mean, historic proportions. Uh, there, there were people that had drowned in this flood. I believe we got like 11 inches of rain. Um, we had driven over to the the North 40 in Dustin. That that's where you camp. You know that creek there. Uh, yeah. And that was there was water everywhere. I mean, you you could not you couldn't have made it to where you were camping. There was just just so much water. The the creek. Um, was coming through part of the property as well as you know the, the main uh, pathway. Um, about two days after that flood, we had driven over to the North Fort and just kind of looked to see what the water's doing. And as we came back, I stopped the car. Um, I was going to check the pond levee, make sure it wasn't washing away. And it was very loud with all the water rushing. Uh, the windows are up in the car. And then I happened to look back, and my son... He's about 12 at the time. Uh, he's um, just waving his arms like crazy, trying to get my attention. And then I finally, finally gets my attention. He's, you know, pointing up at, in the woods. And I'm thinking, you know, I'm looking up in the sky, you know, plane, weird bird. I'm not looking in the woods. I'm, you know, I look around the bend. Um, and I get in. I'm like, what is it? What? He's like, it's it's big. It's hairy. It's it's pulling a bunch of dead deer behind it. I'm like, oh, crap, it's Bigfoot. And so I jumped in the car, started up, drove up a further past where he saw it. And then I jumped up at, out of the car, and I'm running up the side of this hill. That's the fastest that I've ever run up this hill. I, you know, I don't know what the hell happened to me since then that I can barely move. But, um, you know, I, I was going to cut it off. You know, I wasn't scared. I was like, well, heck, man, I'm going to go catch his butt. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I want to see this. And then, then I get up there, and there's a bunch of briar thicket, and I can't go any further. Um, uh, so I came back down. We went to the house, and he's just telling me what, what he saw. And he said it, the deer were tied end to end. So you have, you know, like, like nose to butt kind of thing. So you have like five deer, five or six lengths of deer behind you know, one another. And 
I, I guess maybe they were easy to catch with the floodwaters. I, you know, I don't know, you know, because as fast as these things run, uh, I'm sure they can easily catch a deer. Um, mm. And so I believe it was the next day I had uh, left my phone at home uh, to charge up. It was, it was dead. And so I was going to go to town with my dad. And, um, before we went to town, we, we drove up to the north checking cattle and stuff. And as we come back, I asked my dad, I go, stop here. I want to go up in these woods and, and look at where he saw this thing. And I went up there. And, oh, and there's the drag marks where he, where all the deer were dragged through the woods. Um, there were footprints, partial footprints. There was one perfect footprint, and it was 13 inches long. Um, it was it was just perfect. And, and I wish I'd had plaster. But I went around town trying to find plaster, and I, and I should have thought, well, I could use grout. Grout would have worked. Um, um, after that, I, I called a big local researcher. Uh, it took him a few days to come out. He yep. looked around. I think it, it rained again, so the footprint had washed out away, and all the leaves, the drag marks, and everything. It was, you know, it was just kind of, you know, the rain just flattened everything. Um, he was out there for about an hour. Um, he mentioned something about, you know, going to come out maybe the later in the fall, maybe camp out, bring a couple more people. You know, none of that ever happened. Um, um, did have uh, another friend, a uh, uh, local guy who does a lot of research. He goes over into Oklahoma a lot. He's been out twice. Um, one time he bought, bought that parabolic microphone. We went out there, and you could hear something walking out in the woods, two-footed. Um, uh, another time he bought the, the FLIR, and that was pretty cool. I, I suggest everyone get one of those. That's, that's on my Christmas list this past Christmas. I didn't get it. Um, got the, you know, birthday's coming up. Maybe I'll, I'll hit the lottery here. Um, um, but one really neat thing, um, was, okay, I was out metal detecting. Now, if anybody knows my family history, you know, there's, I come from a bunch of outlaws. I mean, my great grandma helped her brothers rob banks and stagecoaches and trains. Um, so I'm out looking for all this, this gold and, you know, KGC gold. And, you know, and I found, you know, treasure signs and symbols and stuff, but, you know, somebody's already dug up all the stuff, but Hey, I was out there metal detecting. Um, but I had to go across the cattle guard and take, take that road all the way up to North 40 and this metal detector, you know, it's just beep, you know, all this beeping all the time. And I don't think Bigfoot like that. Now, if you start, uh, on the road to go, you know, through the pasture, there's an old trough that was to the left side of the road. It's just like one of those plastic, black plastic troughs, feed troughs. Um, and it was, the frame was messed up, and it actually sat there for probably two years. Um, but it had been moved across the road, partially, like halfway across the road. I thought, that's strange. I asked my dad, hey, did you move this? You know, we haven't had any storms, no wind or anything. And he said, you know, no. And so I put it back. The next morning, uh, now it's all the way across the road. I, have, I get out, I move it, I go up north, I metal detect more. Um, two or three nights later, now it's moved just a little bit further, and now it's almost, uh, you know, on the other side of the road. So it's now, you know, it's blocking it, you know, still, but... Uh, 
I, I put it back and, um, you know, still again, no windstorms, nothing like that. Um, telling you to say it's Bigfoot didn't like me up there with that metal detector. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, we've had dogs. Um, we've got, you know, all kinds. Of, I think we've, we're eight dogs right now, but, you know, they'll bark and let you know when there's an intruder. You know, they've got different barks. There's, you know, where they bark if they're chasing a rabbit, you know, or a coyote and, or, you know, or deer. It's like you can tell what they're chasing by the way they bark. And then when they bark mm. at an intruder, you, you know, whether it be, you know, so maybe, you know, I don't know, somebody wanting to burglarize the place or a Bigfoot. So those are pretty much the same kind of bark. So, um, you know, it's an intruder. And, and, my, and if it's Bigfoot, they're scared of it. They won't go near it. Um, they'll go out towards the direction. And then if it comes closer, they're backing up closer. Um, mm-hmm. We've had, uh, you know, several instances of that. Uh, one night I came, I was coming home, and I came down the, the driveway, and just as I popped over the hill, uh, there was one standing in the road. And this is a lighter colored one, and it just quickly went uh, the road that goes across the cattle garden, you know, went that way. Um, and it wasn't very big. Um, it, this one may have been six feet tall at most. And you say, um, you say lighter color, color like a, just a lighter brown, kind of like a tannish? or like Yeah, a, like a tannish, tan. Okay. Yeah. Um, there was one night, I think it was in 2000, September 2015, uh, I was coming home, and before you get to our driveway, you're driving north, and you're going to be coming to a T in the road. I had the window down. Uh, it's been dark for probably about an hour. I heard this hooping and hollering. And I thought, wow, somebody's really partying it up at the old shell pit. You know, it's just, you know, we're, it used to be a huge mountain shell. Now it's just a, just kind of a small, not a deep pit, but, you know, it's right there by the creek. Um, mm. But as I got a little further down the road, I realized I've already passed this, this noise. This is not, this is, oh, my God, it's a Bigfoot. And it was making, I can't duplicate that sound, but there is, a YouTube video that I actually ran across on the SBA Facebook page that has a sound that the sounds just like this. And it would make this sound re, re, very repetitive, like about seven or eight times. And then we'd switch to this other sound and do it seven or eight times. And then it would go back to the original sound, you know, and then, you know, back and forth. It did this for about four minutes. And once I got to the top of that, that T in the road, there's my mailbox. And I kind mm-hmm. of turned the car to the right. I, I texted a local researcher, didn't get anything back, but I called my mom. I'm like, man, I mean, this is crazy. He, he's out there hooping and hollering. This has got to be Bigfoot. It, it's loud. It's coming from something big. This is not any kind of owl. I've heard owls. I've heard screech owls, barn owls, hoot owls. Um, I know what they sound like, and, and they don't sound like this. This is not a coyote. Uh, we've had coyotes around here for years. I know what those sound like. This is something I had never heard of before, and I could not duplicate it. Um, and so while I'm there talking to my mom, something kind of bumps the car. The engine's turned off. My window's down all the way. And, and it's a little car. It's a Chrysler Crossfire. It's 2007. Uh, but something mm-hmm. bumped the car. I didn't pay that much mind. Um, 
I'm, you know, I used to be in my car, you know, like dogs or something will kind of rub up against the car just, or, you know, a person just kind of lean up against it and it shakes. That's what it was like. But while I'm on there, um, anyway, but by that time that sound had quit. And so like maybe four minutes after that sound quit, um, you know, had the car bumped. And then all of a sudden the, there's woods and, you know, real thick, uh, thicket type woods to my left. Um, something comes charging through these trees and brush, and then there's like 10 feet of weeds. They've went through the brush, now they're through the weeds. It is coming at me, with, and I'm still holding the phone, and just like when I was in the van and something was walking up beside the van, I leaned far as I could away from the window, and I'm freaking out over the phone. My mom, you know, hears me. She's like, what's wrong? And I'm like, oh, my God, oh, my God. You know, I started the car up, put it in drive, and I take off. Um, and then I turn the lights on. I'm like, oh, my God, oh my God, it almost got me, it almost got me. I, it may have reached in and touched my hair, but I know it had to have gotten within a foot of me. Um, and... My heart's pounding because that was just you have something charging at you. I mean, whatever it was, it was it was massive. Um, mm. uh, I went went to the house and uh, went inside, locked the doors. <laughs> um, so that was uh, that was pretty. I think the most intense moment I've ever had with, you know, with a Sasquatch. <laughs> um, there's one other instance where I was metal detecting up uh, at the North 40. It's over close to the creek, um, very close, to right right across this little branch from where you were, uh, where Dustin, where you were camping. Um, mm-hmm. I was metal detecting at this higher point than than usual, and there four dogs were with me: the Bloodhound, uh, the Bloodhound Beagle mix, and then the Leroy, the little Pit mix. Pick lab miss. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know what he is. He's just a little bit of everything. And my Shih Tzu neon. Um, <laughs> all of a sudden, one of the hounds sees something, and then the other dogs they see it and they take off like intruder. Not like coyote. Not like a deer. Anything like that. Um, as they're taking off, I go up the side of this ridge so I can get a higher elevation so I can see what it is they're after. Um, eventually, they. They stop barking or whatever it was. They've chased it off. So they start, you know, coming back. And then I see it cross the north field of where I'm at, just north of where I'm at, running. And it's like a gliding. You know, it wasn't like bumbling or anything like, you know, you would think. It was almost gliding as it ran. And it was running towards the creek. And it was very dark. And it was very tall. Uh, high on it, I would say 10 feet tall. I don't, I don't think it was 11 feet. I think 10. It was It was very mm-hmm. dark in color. Uh, I wish I'd had, if I had a GoPro strapped to my head, I would have caught it. Um, that was, but that was, uh, that was pretty cool. And that was back in uh, 2017. Or 2018, one of the two. 2018. It was 2018. Um, yeah. Go, go ahead. 
say, yeah, you have a lot going on down there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In July of 2018, um, had a company out of Trinity, Texas, uh, that came up to build our uh, install the zip lines. We have a zip line attraction here. Um, so zip lines are going to be going back and forth across this little canyon. Um, yeah, they were working on the south side of the canyon. And I was working out in the garden, and I had a, another guy that was working for me. Um, he was working up close to the house, uh, helping to clear out uh, and trim some stuff that came up in the fence line. I heard, like, tree knocks. And at first, I thought it was them doing some hammering on one of the platforms on that side of the road. I'm like, well, why are they over there? They, you know, they're still over there working. But this was coming from further up the ridge about another – hundred feet away from where they would have been um, and it knocked about eight or nine times and then it well all, that was all together it knocked about three or four times and it paused and then about another four times and later I asked them uh, yeah uh, if they were working across the road and they said no we haven't been over there yet we'll probably get up to that tomorrow I'm like, well, I heard some knocking over there. I'm like, well, we thought that was your guy. I'm like, no, it wasn't. He was down by the house. Um, so I guess I don't know what Bigfoot was trying to uh, uh, communicate with the tree knocks. You know, I guess he didn't like the uh, construction going on because they had a whole lift and everything out there. It, and they were out there for about three weeks with heavy equipment. Um um, I'm trying. And there's been so much stuff. I don't know what all I've told you about, but um, it's just a regular thing around here. Um, yeah. Oh, I gotta <clears throat> tell you about the box of wine. Um, I was about <clears throat> to ask you about that. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Pardon me. Let me get a sip of water. Yeah. Go ahead. Um. I had a, a workshop and I was teaching on how to build with cob, which is like the sand and clay and straw mixture, uh, similar to Adobe, and had campers here overnight uh, the first night, and then it was started raining later um, the, the second night. Um, so there's just me and a friend of mine that was in from out of town. Um, he was in for about a month, and he was helping me with the cob workshop, and um, had one guest that, that stayed the night, so he he uh, slept in his car due to all the rain. Um, but, you know, at the end of the night, we had a little fire built and had a box of wine. I think everybody had a glass. Um, so I left everything out underneath the, the canopy that we had. Uh, in, in this chair, I had set the box of wine and then a 12-pack of Dr. Pepper that was up on its end. Um, the next morning, I went out, and the man, guy is still, guest is still asleep in the car. Um, that box of wine was had been moved about 45 feet or so from the canopy, like towards the woods, away from everything. But it was sitting upright. There was no teeth marks on it like an animal or anything had grabbed it and drug it. It was just picked up out of that chair, and the Dr. Pepper was still up on his hands, and the 
and it had just been moved and then just sat down. But there were no tracks. Mm-hmm. It, even though it rained, there were no tracks. But that ground there was pretty hard. Um, mm. um, didn't uh, uh, ha- go ahead. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say, didn't you have a uh, like a family member had a, a bachelor party camp out and they got rain out of there? <clears throat> No, I don't. No, I I can't remember if I told you that or not. I can't think of what that was. Oh, it must have been something Shane and it might it might have got wires crossed. So, all right, go ahead. <laughs> oh, um, oh gosh, let me look here. Uh, there's one night my dad saw it, or, or day it was a daytime, um, on this one. Tall, it's like a rounded ridge that comes out. Well, the side out the side of the ridge. It's really pretty steep, and we had recently had um, part of the the trees and brush cleared off the side of this ridge, and it came around from the north side, um, like toward, then towards our house, and then walked on around to the south, and then back to the west side. Um, mm. That was his last sighting. He said he's seen some other things over the years, but you know wasn't sure, you know for sure what it was that he saw. Um, uh, soon, the, after my son had seen it, um, after that flood, about a month or so later, I was looking out the kitchen window, and there was a lighter colored one, um, but it looked with the sun shining on it, it was like red, and it was probably eight or nine feet tall, and it was just walking along the tree line just strolling through there, and it just turned and went into the woods. So I saw it, it for about probably 30 feet of, of it walking. So I saw it walk about 30 feet and then just turn into the woods. I am. So what, um, do, you, really, what do you think re- they are? Oh. What do I think they are? Yeah, like I, animal... Paranormal, what do, what do you think Sasquatch is? You know what, I, I've heard a lot of stories. You know, and it, it can go any way. But right now, the evidence that I have seen that it's a, an animal that's really good at hiding, and they're very smart. They're very, very intelligent. Mm-hmm. You, know, I, you know, I've heard people say that, that you know, they're aliens. Uh, they may have portal portals that, you know, that's why nobody can find them because they have portals uh, or they're, they're magical beings and that they can um, cloak themselves. Yeah. You know, I, I've heard a lot of stuff. Um, but, you know, they're very, very good at hiding. Um, uh, for instance, there was uh, one time I, I stopped up by the mailbox and it had rained couple of days before and I hadn't looked for fossils in a while. So I was looking for these fossils and as I'm out there I hear somebody talking out in the woods but I cannot make out what they're saying. And I'm, I'm only hearing one, you know, like one person's com- one part of the conversation. I don't hear anybody else. And I'm like, well somebody's out there but you know, I'm not, not hearing another person talk. So I continued looking for fossils and I was out there for about, I don't know, eight, ten minutes. And I got in the pickup and was going on to the house. And just as I, I started going, there's 
sort of tall uh, Japanese privet and pretty thick. Um, as I drive by them, I hear the ground move like somebody trying to jump and hide, you know, like shuffling through the leaves and stuff. I look and I don't see anything, but now that's kind of thick there. And so I, in fact, I looked at it today and I do on a regular basis. Now I look behind there to see if anything's hiding. Um, so, you know, they can hide very well. Um, there's one instance where I got it on, on, I got it on a picture. I, I got one on a photo of it and I had, was metal detecting again. And I'd went on the other side of this ridge down into this bottom land that's right next to the creek. And my dogs, uh, my shih tzu was there with me, um, had uh, Leroy the pit mix, and then a few of the hounds. I think there were four hounds. They were chasing deer back and forth on the other side of the creek and then to my north on the same on my side of the creek. When they went down to the south, just south of me on my side of the creek, they stopped. Something broke up their race. They came back to me, and the little bloodhound, um, she came to me, and she's all whining like something's wrong. Um, and she's and she's looking that way, like, oh my gosh, it's down there, you know, Mama. Oh my gosh, you know, just she was really upset, and she just kept on whining to me about it. And I uh, called uh, or I texted. I can, now I can't remember. Uh, Udell Head, the the researcher that goes in over into Oklahoma, and I said, hey, this is you know the, something broke up their race. They're looking this way. Uh, this is just to the south of me. And he says, well, you know, go running down through there as fast as you can and suddenly stop and listen. And if it's close by, it's probably going to be moving away. And I'm, I'm like, okay, well, it's all briary. There's vines. You cannot run. You can kind of step gingerly over all this stuff. Um, but so I walked about 150 feet or so. Um, and I took some pictures. And then it wasn't until the next day I was looking at those pictures. And there on the right side of one, there's a, a cluster of vines. If you zoom in, you'll see there's something, it's about three feet tall, is crouched down. Zoom in, you can see two eyes. And they're, they're like a brown eye, like, like, the, like an ape's eye would be, is what they look like. Uh, on the left side of that, you can see where its hand is reaching around. Uh, a small tree, so you can see all four fingers, and you know the and part you know all the bones, the, the way the light shine on everything, it's just perfect. Um, so and, and you could smell it. Oh, it smelled horrible. Um, it smells like a mixture of like chemical uh, and skunk and really horrible bo. Uh, you know, I, I don't know anybody that smells that bad except for this lady that lives a couple miles from here. Um, <laughs> sorry, just had to throw that in. Are, are, are you talking about the witch? Uh, no, but no, no, that, yeah, the witch. Now, that's worse than Bigfoot as well. Yeah, we, we've got, what Dustin is referring to, there is a family <laughs> that lives uh, close, you know, just north of us. This lady claims to be a witch, and uh, I don't think they have running water. Um, they don't have soap, that's for sure. 
Um, mm. Anyway, but yeah, it's a little little story. If anybody ever comes here uh, searching for Bigfoot, I'll, I'll take them up there, and uh, we can see where <laughs> they live. We can look across the property line there and um, bring your crosses. Um, <laughs> so, Shelley, uh, uh, why do you think that uh, Bigfoot are on your property? Do you think do you think they're um, they stay around there close, or do you think they just pass through every now and then? Um, it seems like they're here on a regular basis almost. Um, you know, like year-round. It's not like they're just here like in the fall. You can see evidence mm-hmm. in the you know, spring, summer, fall, winter, very early spring. You know, it's like they're, they're always here. Now, I don't know if they have, you know, live – five miles from here and then pass through here once a week. I don't know. Um, I I have now somebody mentioned about, you know, they're, they pr- protect the Indian burial site that is up on, on top of this ridge. Cause there's, it, that's still never been inhabited by anyone. And there's, mm. uh, <clears throat> I think it's about probably 25 or 30 acres there that no one has ever you know, lived, um, no houses and no buildings on that property whatsoever. You know, that, that could be something. I don't know, um, some kind of, you know, other religion. You know, they're, they're protecting the Indians' graveyards. I don't know. Um, but, but on this graveyard on top of this ridge, um, the Indian chiefs and medicine men, that's the, you know, the important people in the tribe, uh, were buried traditionally on top of a of like a ridge, and so we have several graves up there. There may be a hundred graves, there could be three hundred. I'm not sure. Um, um, so I I don't know. I mean, there's uh, north of here, about a mile from here, is Iron Fork Lake. People have been fishing out on that lake, and from the south shore of that lake which is just all national forest land, uh, something has been on the banks throwing rocks at people while they're out there in their boats. Uh, the Bigfoot investigator that came out here after our, we saw the one, uh, the footprint and the one dragging the, the deer through the woods, he stated that there's a family, um, like, a, like a teenage teenager Bigfoot and then the mom and dad. Um, Teenager, I don't know. I don't know how big teenagers are on the Bigfoot scale. Uh, you know, talk about, about footprints and uh, the young ones. There was one morning, it was when we were, uh, it was about two years, before, so it was 18, 17, 2016. It had rained about 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock in the morning, something like that. Um, I'd walked up the road, again, looking for fossils since it had rained, and there was a footprint about six inches long, a barefoot foot, you know, it, you know like a barefoot. I thought, what, you know, why has a kid been out here walking in the road? At, and it looked like it had been there a while, but after the rain, so like, say, 4 o'clock in the morning, why would a child be walking out the road at 4 o'clock in the morning by themselves? There were no other footprints, you know, barefoot or with a shoe on, nothing. And, but it was a little bit wider than, like you say, you look like 
a standard child's foot, you know, it's a little bit different. It's a little bit wider than what a, a human child's foot would look like. Um, one of the listeners uh, wants to know if you've uh, seen any uh, orbs around that cemetery or up on the ridge. Orbs or strange lights up there. Um, you know, there is a, a light in the Let's see, the North 40 has uh, about 20 acres of pasture, and then to the east side of it is about 20 acres of wooded land. And from and then there's like a lowland, and then the hill that's behind my house, and you know, then my house. So uh, as we're up on the hill behind the house, and you're looking down into the North 40, um, there's a light looks like it's right out in the middle of the wooded part. You go out there, you drive out, you cannot find a light if you go out there. It's just, it's like it's gone. Nothing there. Mm. And we've seen that at least three times. But it looks almost like a, you would think maybe a house light, you know, light outside somebody's house or a LED type lantern. It's, it's a white light. It's not like amber colored or, or red. Um, it's just this is light out in the middle of the woods, and we can't explain it. We go down there looking for it, but we can't find it when we get down there. Hmm. Yeah, I know. Uh, like when we were down there camping, and I don't believe you came out with us that night, but we told you about it the next morning. From where we were camped, the the creek was a good what sixty to eighty yards roughly, and through the woods we could see a little pin light way off in the distance and we walked all the way to the creek and it was still away from us but once we got over to the creek there's three little lights that looked like they were just in the middle of the woods and uh we ended up this was like two o'clock in the morning we jumped in the truck and we went all over all, all the way to the next mile section and there was a house up there with a big barn and on the back of the barn had an led light but it to me, it didn't seem like that was what we were seeing, and uh, we went and looked during the day, and you couldn't really tell. So, um, yeah, where, where you pointed, you know, you showed me that, um, and that's very thick woods there. You know, if there's any yeah. houses, uh, you know, across from that property, and then over on that other road, you know, you wouldn't be able to see that. Uh, mm. So that was that was really a you know unique situation there. Um, you know, then the next day, you know, we walked up the creek and we saw that, that barn and thought it might be a light reflecting, but that barn was actually too too far away. That was further north. Yeah, that, that was probably at least another hundred yards from there, so it wouldn't have been that. Right. Okay. Um, Lori wants to know, have you ever heard uh, stories of Bigfoot being over 12 foot in your area? Um. No, I've heard of uh, 11 foot just over across the state line, which is probably about mm. 30 miles from here. Okay. Um, um, red. Oh, I think that's a red, red colored Bigfoot. Uh, have you? Has there been any UFO sightings in your area? 
a tremendous amount. Strange lights. Um, mm. In just north of us, we've got a, a hollow, you know, we call Posey Hollow. And it goes in between these mountains. And it starts, you know, from the west, just just not too far north of here. Um, like like a mile and a half, two miles from where I'm at. And it goes on east. And I think it continues for, oh gosh, maybe 20 miles you drive through there before you finally come out to a, uh, it's, a it's a county road. It goes through National Forest. Beautiful, beautiful land. And I think it's at least 20 miles to drive where you come out on Highway 270. You're out in the middle of nowhere. There's no houses. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the first part of Posey Hollow, maybe four miles. There are a few houses up there through there. Nothing after that. It's a, it's all national forest, and there's a, a place up there where you can dig and you find like little Herkimer crystals. You know, Herkimer they get their name from uh, Herkimer, New York. A lot of crystals up there. They're uh, double pointed, I, and I can't. Yeah, you can Google it. I can't really explain it. I'm not a crystal expert, um, but people have seen some strange things, um, and these are really sane people. Uh, they're not people that are creating these crazy stories. For instance, uh, one friend of mine, he actually lives closer to town, um, saw, he said it looked like a missile. It shot up and went just till it was out of sight. Uh, me and one of my friends, we were out um, northern part of the property. Um, we're up kind of up elevated, and we saw something rise up a light. And this was this would have been in Posey Hollow where this happened. It rose up and it got really bright. It started to move and then just disappeared. It was just gone. Um, hmm. We've had uh, people see some strange lights just kind of darting here and there, but different colors. Uh, there's a place. Uh, it's called Spelled Yokana but pronounced Yakani. I think the original pronunciation was Yakana, but uh, got changed over the years. Um, Me and my son were driving there in the evening. Sun had just set. Look off to the left. There's a field. There's not a house probably. The nearest house is probably 200 yards away. There are four lights that look about the size of basketballs. They're sitting in this field in a straight line about 50 yards apart and a straight line going from south to north, um, evenly spaced. About three weeks later, I was at the same time of day. I, there was a, one or two vehicles a ways in front of me. And i looking straight ahead, and from the left side of the highway up in the air, here comes four large glowing red lights like red amber. Um, they're the size, in, in the sky, they look about like the size of beach balls. Um, and they're, they're following each other, one uh, single file, um, going the same speed, and as they go over the highway, and they're about 150, 200 feet up in there. Uh, as they come over the highway, they start to go down, and then out of sight, and they went to that like same field that we saw them in uh, two or three weeks before. 
there was uh, someone called into the local police. Uh, this is somebody that lived uh, in town or like right at the edge of the city limits. Said that there was a strange red light, uh, red balls is what they said, red ball, red glowing balls flying through the air. Um, local policeman, and he told me he was telling me about this that he was in the area and he saw them as well. And they were when one would first one would change direction, the other ones would follow right in behind it. Hmm. Um, so you know, I. I don't know if anybody else has seen anything red like that, red glowing balls, you know, following single file. Uh, that's the first time I'd ever seen anything like that. Uh, and just besides the police officer talking about that's the only instance I've ever heard of anything like that. Uh, there's some lights. I don't know if they're white or green lights come up out of the ground at a place called Board Camp Crystal Mine. It's a, uh, like 10 miles east of Mena on uh, Highway 8 East. Uh, you can go there mm-hmm. and dig for crystal all day. But they've got had some uh, lights, you know, unexplained. And I think, I believe uh, Josh Gates did a, a, a show on them. He was out there, got some footage, you know, reported on that. Um, They've had some Bigfoot activity out there as well, not as extensive as what we have here. Um, um, you see some strange craft fly over. Um, you know, you've got an escort, like a jet in front, jet in the back, and in between you got something with seven lights. It's either seven crafts trying to stay close together, or it's uh, one craft with seven lights on it. You know, and these lights are kind of moving. It's We've we've seen that twice uh, in one night. Um, so I don't you know don't, some kind of top secret government thing, uh, UFO they're escorting. I don't know. But you know you hmm. start talking to people around here, and, and you're going to hear all kinds of stories. A lot of people they won't say a word. They don't want people to think they're crazy. And, and you know, and I completely understand. Yeah. Now, um, how about uh, ghost ghosts on your property? Um, you know, I'd have to say I'd have to say no. I I haven't seen anything that that I would have to say is a ghost or demonic. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, now we did have uh, one time when I first moved back. Uh, I bought a single wide mobile home, you know, with five of us in my grandma's house. You know, my my grandma, my dad, me and my two kids. I'm like, we don't have enough room. This is I'm going to go nuts. And so, um, bought a used mobile home. And hated that thing. I hated it. Um, I finally wound up selling it. But but while we were, we were in there, my son was seeing something that he said was white, short hair, dark eyes. He said it looked like a zombie. Um, mm-hmm. um, 
you know, and this was, he was quite shaken up quite a bit, but, you know, before bed, I would always pray for him, um, lay hands on him, you know, pray for him, uh, you know, spirit, spirit of protection, um, you know, hedge of protection and a sphere of protection, just a hedge and a sphere, you know, and in Jesus' name. Um, but then one night after I went in and prayed for him, he went to a glass of water. I went to the bathroom. When I came out of the bathroom, there was a male figure. Uh, the light was off, but there was a light in the kitchen behind him, so I could easily see the silhouette. He was like leaning, like, you know, as to look to where I see where I went. I went back into my son's room. I didn't tell him about it. I prayed for him again, and then I came in there, and nothing's there. Um, later on, I sold it to uh, some friends, and uh, their daughter, their oldest daughter, was actually had the same room that Gregory had. Um, they had a door shutting and closing by itself, growling. Um, her daughter, she was telling me, they were telling me, you know, there at their dining table what she was seeing. So she's telling me this. I'm like, this is what Gregory's saying. Oh, my gosh. I'm like, Gregory. I go, come here. I want you to tell them what that thing that was in your room standing over you at night, what it looked like. And he proceeded to tell them, and their mouth was like fell over. Um, or <laughs> their mouth dropped open. Let me go. I'm talking a little too much here, okay, Dustin and Lauren. You've got to bear with me. I'm getting a little tongue twisted. Oh, you're fine. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, so whatever it was, it was attached to the house. Now, later on, um, a couple months later, I saw the gentleman that I bought that mobile home from. And I asked him, hey, did anything ever, you know, ghostly or demonic ever happen at that house? He just kind of turned his head and let out a sigh. I'm like, I take that as yes. He said that his ex-wife had been got into the occult and was doing seances and stuff inside that home. So, like, okay. Yeah, that's not okay. That's not cool. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, you do that. Shelley, you, you invite all kinds of stuff. Yes. Yeah, yes, you do. Absolutely. And it's hard to get rid of some of that stuff once it's been invited in. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, so last week... I believe it was last week, um, you and I had chatted and you had told me that you were recently having some activity going on um, closer to your house, like like banging on your house, uh, Bigfoot activity. Do you want to talk about that? Do you um, comfortable talking about that? Let's see. We had, um, yeah, it was about a week ago, I guess. Um, yeah, I think it was a week ago tonight. Um, there... The dog, uh, one of her dogs was out back, and she went in, you know, across the fence into the pasture, and she was barking at something like there's an intruder there. Um, so um, thinking, okay, could be the peeping Tom across the field. You know, that guy's kind of strange. Um, could be Bigfoot. So you got, you know, got that going on. But anyway, so she comes back a little closer to the house, and I'm um, in the bathroom. Um, I, I went to the bathroom, and while I'm in the bathroom, I hear her just outside, the other side of the wall, just outside from me, and she's barking, and she's kind of growling like she's scared, but mad at the same time. And so it's come a lot closer and she, since she's backed all the way to the house. 
And so I'm like, well, I'm going to go out and see what it is. And by the time I had made it out of the bathroom and got my shoes on and, and went outside, um, it had went around the end of the house uh, across the road and it up through the parking lot for the zip line, which is all gravel. Um, so I, I go out the door and the old red bone hound, he's about 12 years old. Um, he goes out as well. He's putting his nose in in every track. And it stands is about two feet apart. Now, I, I never saw it. Um, but he's, you know, tracking it in the gravel. And his nose will go about, um, um, you can see as he's going to the, like, the left footprint and then moves up to the right footprint, left footprint. And each step that it was taken, you know, one stride was about five and a half to six feet long. That's how long its stride was. And that's just massive. Uh, and then she chased out. It went on up to the uh, through the parking lot up the hill and then over onto the south property, property south of here. Um, I went out uh, the next day and looked for some tracks. There are some parcels there, but there's so much grass you can't you can't really make out what it is. Um, but you can tell something mm. went through there. Yeah. Mm. That's crazy. Well, you know what's crazy, crazy is when you wake up and you see something at your window. Now, that happened back in October before Dustin and Shane and everybody came uh, came up here for the weekend. Um, I had fallen asleep on the couch. And there was lightning probably about an hour and a half north of here, like Fort Smith area. There's some lightning in the distance. Uh, both Yorkies are here. They're on the back of the couch, and they're barking. They see something. And so I kind of open my eyes, and I'm like, what? You know, I see like a, an arm going uh, you know, across the outside of the window, like horizontally. I'm like, am I you – know, like, that, that's crazy. So as I, I reach my phone and kind of light it up to look for my glasses so I can find those, and by the time I get my glasses on – and nothing's there. And I guess probably probably saw my light from my phone and, and then got away from the window. Uh, that was, you know, that was crazy. But that's not the first time that I've seen it, something at the window. I was sitting here one night and something walked. Uh, something that was pro- at least seven feet tall walked in front of the window. Uh, I could see, like, a, a little bit of white, which I think was, like, maybe some eyes and teeth as it, as it went by. Mm-hmm. And how mm-hmm. tall are your windows? How far off the ground are they? Um, maybe not quite five feet, and so that was about um the white was about two feet from the bottom of the window, okay, so you're looking at four and a half five and a half six, so whatever it was was probably about seven feet tall, oh my gosh. Um, yeah. I feel like you need to strap some GoPros to your dogs and send them out in the woods. Yeah, I, and I really thought about that. Um, my luck, the GoPros especially, would not come back. <laughs> especially, what 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 was the uh, the real little dog's name? What was his name? The Yorkie. Yeah. Dandy. Dandy. Yeah, he. Yeah was the coolest she. little dog because he got out there. Oh, she, sorry. Uh, she. she got out there and 
the grass was taller than her, and she was still getting out there uh, chasing the cows down, and she was running with the big dogs, but after a while, it just you could tell she was getting tired, and then uh, we all ended up getting in the truck, and she couldn't keep up with the dogs, or the bigger dogs, so Kendall grabbed her, and he got in the back of the truck, and we actually have a picture that uh, Shane took through the back window of my truck, and Kendall's just sitting on the tire in the back of my truck just holding her, and <laughs> he just looks like he's the happiest he's ever been just back there holding that puppy. <laughs> I got a picture too. <laughs> yeah, that was that was that was adorable. Yeah, I don't think we'll ever let Kendall forget about that. Nope. Um, <laughs> I'm surprised Kendall didn't take her. <laughs> well, um, um, so, have you ever been? It sounds like you're pretty used to it. Um, have you ever been too scared to stay there, or has there been a moment when you've you've been considered leaving, or or you know that you've been too scared to stay? No, no, okay. I, I'm used to it. Um, mm-hmm. I've I've heard you know like when it charged through the woods when I when I was in my car and it came charging through the woods and out into the open. Uh, that's the most frightened I've ever been, and. Uh, um, even a- after that, you know, going out into the woods by myself, um, you know, with, with the metal detecting it and stuff, uh, my mom's always like, oh, be careful. You know, I don't want you going out there. I'm like, well, you know, it's never attacked me when I'm out there. Um, I've, mm-hmm. you know, I've heard people talking about they, they charge at you just to kind of bluff you, scare you. But I've never heard of anybody being actually physically attacked. I don't know if you guys heard of that. Um, there uh, yeah, have been some yeah. stories, but it's, I mean, it's nobody I knew personally, so. Right. Gotta kind of take it with a grain of salt. Um, yeah, same. Yeah. I, I know my dad sold, some, <clears throat> excuse me, my dad sold some timber off the North 40. Um, I wasn't too keen on that. Neither was Bigfoot, because he was throwing pebbles at my dad's house and at my house. <laughs> I've had, it. and yeah, I mean, you just hear like little pebbles just hitting just like every minute or so. Um, um, yeah, I didn't, didn't care for that. And that was some, that was before the flood. Um, that was actually probably a couple weeks before that massive flood when, when my son saw it. Um, so, yeah, because, you know, that was uh, part of his hiding spot, you know. It was very dense yeah. woods, and I, and I hated to see it go. But, you know, there was a lot of trees that were out there that were dying so that, you know, it needed to be cleared out. But, you know, for uh, you know, it's growing up now. It's getting some more trees. There's some large sycamores out there. There's a few oaks. Um, so it's uh, growing up nicely. It's really thick with a lot of privet, and, <clears throat> you know, you could hide – you know, 50 Bigfoot out there and, and you, you know, they're having a party right now. Um, and I got to tell you about the big <laughs> pile of poop. I mean, there was a huge pile of poop in my backyard. I was growing these, uh, what's called bushel basket gourds. Now this was, I believe in 2011. Um, I had squash bugs. Now nothing will kill squash bugs. Now if you catch them when they're little, you know, uh, 
insecticide will kill them. But once they get like um, half grown to adult, nothing's going to kill them. You're going to have to go actually squash them, you know, either step on them or squash them with your hands uh, or soapy water. Soapy water will kill them. So I went outside with a water hose and with those little thing you attach to the end of the water hose, you put fertilizer in it or whatever. I put all laundry detergent in this thing. I was seriously going to kill me some squash bugs. Um, <laughs> while I was out there, I looked down, and there was this massive amount of crap. It was enough <laughs> to fill like a gallon. You know, you know those little plastic ice cream buckets or like a gallon or whatever they hold, it was enough for one of those. And I'm like, that looks like human poo. You know, this is not a cow, you know. I don't know any dog that, you know, nothing does that except human. But there was just so much of it. And so I actually reached down, touched it, you know, got a little of my finger. Uh I figured I've got this all. I can wash (laughs) it off. I smelled of it. It smelled like human poop. Um, And then I washed off, and I, I, then I washed it away. And, and I should have got uh, some, I should have saved it. I don't know, maybe somebody gets some DNA off of it. If anyone ever questions your dedication to your research, I will tell them this story. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. man, I'm going to uh, continue to be traumatized by that for the rest of the night. <laughs> Okay. Now, now here was one time when I was kind of really freaked out doing some research. I took a bunch of stuff up into the woods on this hill where uh, Bigfoot had drugged the deer. Now, this was back in, like, August of 2018, about the same time when the zip line was being put in. And I think it was after the tree knocks. Um, I took, like, a bowl of fruity pebbles, uh, some fruit bars, uh, raisins, and, you know, about four or five different uh, food items, and and I took some Mardi Gras beads. I hung four different Mardi Gras beads up into the the trees in around where this food was, and that was you know probably by nine o'clock, ten o'clock in the morning. Um, I had went to town. Uh, maybe I was at my mom's, but I came home. It was about midnight. Well, instead of going straight on down the driveway to the house, I just turned and went across the cattle guard, and, and I stopped. And, of course, all the dogs, they see me, and they, they come out there like, hey, you know, you're home. What are you doing out here? And uh, including that little bloodhound, the one that was all whiny when uh, Bigfoot broke up their deer race. Um, mm. uh, and so I started up there. No, no single dog would come up there, not the Shih Tzu, not the, the Pit Mix, the bloodhound. And then there's about two or three more dogs. They wouldn't come up there with me. They're, and then they're like all, you know whiny, especially Lily, she's whiny, um, and so I'm like, okay, well, just stay here then, and that was probably the one of the most scared I'd, I'd been, and God, I don't know how long, but all I had was the flashlight on my phone, and I went up there, and of course, everything is still there, but it's nearby, and they don't want to come up there, um, all the hmm. food's there, the Mardi Gras beads are there, and the Mardi Gras beads actually... Nothing touched them until um, back in October. They were there around the first part of October. But Dustin, you remember when I was showing y'all the turtle rock? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and yeah, that's when the the beads were gone. One was kind of draped over another limb, and um, two more were gone. 
and another one had mm. been broken, and there was like two small pieces of that, but the rest of that was gone. So something had messed with it within that month, finally, you know, that they'd been hanging there. Then, then the food, I think it was gone within in about the next day, I believe all that food was gone. That's crazy. That's crazy. Well, Shelly, um, we are out of time. You have been a phenomenal guest. Thank you so much for coming oh, on and, and sharing yeah. your experiences and and all of that. Thank you so much. Well, hey, you are very welcome, and I look forward to seeing both of you down in South next month. That's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. We're, I'm excited to get to research with you again. Um, so on that note, we are having our FOUT camp out at the end of February, last weekend of February. It will be at Alex Smith Park, um, Friday through Sunday, and we're going to have some vendors there, have some great guests joining us. We're going to have movie night, a little research expedition. Um, it's free. We just ask that you donate, um, make a donation if you can to Alex Smith Park. And there's also going to be a raffle for items for um, to go, the proceeds will also go to Alex Smith Park. And um, we're trying to make it um, a more hospitable park for future Bigfooters and campers. So, um, thank you for bringing that up, so I could do a shameless plug. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> and um, again, thank you so much for coming on. It's been a great show, and um, we will see you next month. All right. Sounds good. Yep. It's been my pleasure. I've enjoyed it. Yeah, thank you for so coming lovely. on, Shelly. And I cannot wait to come back down there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I want to yeah. come this a- Anytime. <laughs> yes, please do. Yeah, we'll have a – yeah, come up here for the festival. We're going to have a lot of fun. Um, mm-hmm. And I, mm-hmm. But I, I will see you all in South next month, and I'm excited. My son is excited. Um, so we're we're really looking forward to it. That's awesome. 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 All right. We're going to call it a night. And so no show this Wednesday, everybody. This is our show for the week. And uh, we will see you all all next week. Good night, everybody. Bye. Good night. See you.